You're listening to the One of Us.net Podcast Network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hooray! Delicious Volume 1, Life Tastes Good, is finally at Amazon United States. What is delicious, you ask? Imagine a land where all your favorite foods live as human girls. Here in charming a la carte, under the floating city of heavenly delight, we meet Ramen, a young cook trying to run a restaurant with her family of pastas as they end up in all sorts of wacky adventures and hijinks as these strong, eccentric characters pursue their dreams and passions. Delicious is a beautifully drawn comedy series, which is now finally available to buy in the United States. Click on the banner on one of us, order today, and join in the fun now, because Delicious Volume 2, Yum Yum Yum, is coming really soon. A perfect gift for your child, or those of you who are forever young at heart. One of us strongly recommends this one. And they all lived happily ever after. But what? What happens after happily ever after? Well, Disney rolls up a dump truck of money and says, can you do it again? Do it again. And this time, get it right. (laughs) Hello, this is Bradley Martin with the Screener Squad. And we're going to be talking about the long-coming sequel of 2007's Enchanted. Disenchanted. Hey. Okay. uh, Hey, at least they didn't go for just append a number to it and hope for the best. The the title is very apropos. Yeah. Yeah. I do like there isn't a tagline to it. Like disenchanted Giselle's revenge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or re-enchanted. (laughs) Re-enchanted. Giselle is married to Robert, and Morgan is a teenager, and Giselle's like. Oh, 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 it sure is tough being wealthy. So she decides to move from Manhattan <laughs> with her family. <laughs> Bradley's not bitter. No, not at all. So, yes, they, they move from the city to the suburbs, would you call it? Yeah. Incredibly wealthy estate. North Gorgeous. Austin. North Austin. North Austin sucks. A, yeah. So Which they admit beautiful. is in the middle of fucking nowhere, so property you know, costs have to be low. I'm technically in Round Rock, so there you go. So you're not in Austin. Okay. I'm not in Austin. Well, there you go. <laughs> so she feels that a move would be happier since she's not feeling too happy because no one told her about wine and Percocet. You know, she's just... <laughs> <laughs> Doing the best she, she needs can. some mother's little helper. That would have been a great, great song. <laughs> right? Uh, that, that, that line, folks, is why Bradley is the right person to review this movie. Yeah. 
And it just the song just devolves into babbling and then sleeping. I want to see that musical number play out, please. Yes. Okay. Oh, all that that's all the line I got. I, I didn't I didn't finish it in deadline time. So so Giselle's living out in the suburbs with her new family, and she just wants to make sure that her daughter Morgan, who is Robert's daughter, daughter. by blood, and her stepdaughter. Yeah. And she just wants Morgan to have that happily ever after too, and that grateful attitude. And it's rough, I guess. Being a teenager sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, I you know I, I was a teenager, and I yeah, my, I, yeah. I, hopefully we yeah. all were. That's... I hated my teenage self. Oh, I, well, that was a shit. That was a little shit. Edward and Nancy are visiting to welcome Giselle and Robert's new baby. And they present this new baby with a song and a magical wand that will help the baby when she grows older and has times of trouble make a wish. And only the blood of Andalasian royalty. Da- a daughter of Andalasia. A daughter of Andalasia. Yeah. Okay, what I said was different. It okay. was yeah. totally different. <laughs> Did any of, your, any, of, any of your kids ever get a wand, Bradley? Uh, yes. <laughs> only after they turn 16, though. So, yes, uh, the baby's given this <laughs> wand and a song, and the wand helps grant wishes to the daughters of Andalasia. Now, Giselle, after she meets a mean PTA mom, uh, Melvina, played by mm-hmm. Maya Rudolph, yeah. the Maya Rudolph, the... who only takes bubble baths. Only bubble baths. <laughs> Wait, she showers with PTA. Like, that's hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Giselle, just Maya Rudolph, the only woman who could make the name Malvina. Right? Yes. <laughs> so Giselle's having a rough time. She wants her world to be more like a fairy tale again. So she makes a wish, and this wish turns her into an evil stepmother, and shenanigans ensue. Oh, wicked, only Morgan, wicked, her daughter. Wicked stepmother. Wicked stepmother. Is it wicked stepmother? Wicked okay. stepmother. What did I say? Evil. Evil. You can tell by the really fantastic dress work with all You're... the spikes on it. Yeah, yeah. The dresses in here pop. Redheads, I agree. Redheads look good in every color. <laughs> Welcome to my issue, <laughs> Frank. Yes. My but issue. Ben, you're rocking the blue. I love the blue on you. I really, <laughs> yes. I really do. Yeah, I got, I got a parallel. You know, that's you know, uh, uh, complementary colors. They work. Oh, Don't God. cut that out, Bradley. So, <laughs> so the magic is coming from Andalasia, which is making Andalasia withered and dry. And only Morgan, Giselle's daughter, can restore the magic for reasons. And that, that's, the, that's the movie. Because the clock that they basically turned into Chekhov's clock at the beginning yes. of them yes. going the to this new town because, because. decided to <laughs> randomly chime and hypnotize Amy Adams for some yeah, reason. For reasons. They kind of address. Time makes fools of us all. Frank, Ben, and Harmony are with us. Hi. Uh, hello. <laughs> Hi. We're all making Bradley the fool uh, of all of us. Because yeah. he has to edit Bradley, this. What what'd y'all think of this uh, sequel? I dug it. No, I'm just kidding. I, um, I kind of did I, dig it actually. Yeah. I, I, um, I thought it was a, it was a good. I, I really liked the concept of it. Mm-hmm. I thought, um, I thought it was it was it was a very natural place to go given where we were with the you know with the first film, um, because it was such a surprise, um, in two thousand seven, when I was the old age of 
funny. Oh. Uh, <laughs> the target audience. Um, um, no, I thought it was a very inventive uh, twist on the fairy tale. It was very subversive mm-hmm. and you know not just outwardly subversive. Um, and I thought this is the place to go, but I think this one played it a little safe. And I don't mm-hmm. know, Bradley. Bradley, you have everyone's stats um, usually up. I know Adam Shankman, who directed the really, really great 2007 version of Hairspray. Hairspray, yes. Um, yeah, that was good. Uh, starring one Michelle Pfeiffer. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Not <laughs> I don't know starring if... Michelle Pfeiffer. Only reason Frank saw that a million <laughs> times. She was second build. You can yes. take that to bed with you. Yeah. Um, but uh, I don't know if, if he directed the first one because I think the, the, the no, first one No, he did had... not. Just... Okay. So I watched both the movies back to back. Okay. And he did not direct the the first film because the first one had a more like tighter feel to it. Yes, had had a very it flowed so much better than this one did. I think this one was much 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 more concerned with the aesthetics and um, you know, just the like for lack of a better term, the scenery of it all. It was almost like too much, like too much icing on a cupcake in, in a lot of ways. The first one is directed by Kevin Lima, who's more well known for doing like a goofy movie, yeah. Aladdin. Okay. Like, he worked on a lot of classic Disney mm-hmm. stuff, so he fully knew everything to make fun yeah, of in that movie. There's lots of because eggs in that he movie. had that, that lifeline. That makes sense. And that movie also succeeds a little bit better because it's only 107 right. minutes. Like, I think this movie, as you said, goes a little too long at 118. It's like, honestly, that little bit of extra time doesn't do it as many favors as you drags. Like, this movie has like two or three endings. Yeah. To it. Yeah. <laughs> and none of them are good. <laughs> I, no. Uh, I mean, look, I will say I disagree with Frank. Did and Bradley that feel good, there, Bradley? <laughs> overall, I kind of really like this movie. I think it's, I think it could have been tighter in a lot of ways, but I had a lot of fun with it. I think it's mm-hmm. beautiful. I really do. I think there's some great scenery, costumes, some of the effects are great. I think this could have done well in a theater. I just feel like Disney was like, we can put more stuff on Disney Plus and get yeah. people here. And the cast here is really great. I mean, we get, you know, appearances, I would say, almost a cameo from event Nicole Brown. We have so many great, talented people brought in in the background there. Oscar Nunez, always lovely to see him there. Um, the people who are brought in just to be um, random voices, Alan Tudyk comes in to continue his trend of playing every non-human character that gets anthropomorphized in a Disney <laughs> movie. Uh, James Monroe Inglehart, mm-hmm. who was uh, a famous Broadway star, as well as Anne Har- Harada from Avenue Q, both show up as commuters just so they could show up later yep. to sing. And it's like, they know who to hire. They did a lot of great work with that. The, the nail on the head, uh, Ben, when you said that, you know, like 2007's Enchanted belongs on the big screen. This belongs on Disney+. Plus. This belongs on your TV screen. I would have, I would, have, I would have liked this way less. If you I, paid to go see I it in a theater, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, so like I usually watch a lot of films on my huge uh, theatrical TV downstairs. Ten minutes in, I'm like, we're we're taking this to another TV. This doesn't belong. <laughs> no, but prettiness is not is not enough. Like, is not as you, as you were saying, harmony. Harmony, please. Yeah. yeah. So what I was going to say is that Lady Harmony, the Lady Harmony. Thank you, Frank, for bringing that back. I appreciate it. All right. The way I saw these two movies, because I I went ahead and watched them back and back because it has been so long since Enchanted came out. That was very much like your modern city fairy tale, like New York City fairy tale. Like and it it played that way and it made sense and it was cohesive. This one. Yeah, that was brilliant. This one played like a school musical. 
we're all going to get a big song. We're all going to be, you know, and I like that there was more music in in the second one. And I like that they got an, an Adina Menzel to sing. That's, you know, always a showstopper. But it felt kludgy and clunky. Is yeah. it? You know, for, it felt like a, yeah. it felt like a, like a TV. You know, when um, when your your favorite like, because I, cause I was born in 1982, so I'm like yes. a, a, a Nick at Night, yes, um, classic Nick at Night. I'm baby, right there with t- you, TV baby. You know, it felt like one of those old shows you used to have, like TV movie reunions. Yes, yeah. That's what that's what this felt like. It it just felt like like we're all back together in the same frame. (laughs) (laughs) And we're all going to get a song now and we're all going to do a thing. And And look, there's a new baby. James Marsden said, I want less on screen time. That is a shame. Yeah. He's a a fine piece of meat. (laughs) Fine piece of meat. He was the, he was also the funniest part of the first film. He was. And he's also the funniest part of this film. And he's, put to the sidelines. Yeah. I agree with Harmony fully that they get to that moment like, oh fuck, we have a Dina Menzel and we haven't had her get a showstopper yet. Get her out there. And, and Frank and Bradley were saying like, you know, it's not memorable. I don't know. I think Love Power is a fine song. That and I think song? Menzel makes it a good a song. song. Yeah. That was just, that was just yes. her doing vocal exercises. Just, yeah. yeah, exactly, Bradley. Like, like, it's not even and a you song. you know what? I would pay money to watch Dina Menzel do vocal exercises. Well, yeah, that's fair. Bradley, She's incredible. I think, Bradley, you are absolutely right about that. None of these songs are memorable. I, you know, I, 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 I saw, None of them are breakaway like, pop hits. I saw that that song, you know, um, my Rudolph and Amy Adams have have like this diva off like evil, song. Yeah, evil exactly. queen and, off, yeah. And, and you would think if I wrote this wrote this on on a text message or or a group chat, oh my god, these two divas are having a a sing off together as these two evil characters, evil ish characters. I mean, that would be like you would think that'd be a showstopper watching it you think I, there is nothing special or bombastic or explosive about this like school I, musical like, 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 like I, I, I i kind of enjoyed that one know, more it's like, it's, every lyric disappears as mm-hmm. soon as it's sung i can't remember what anything they said i don't remember what it's called i don't remember any of the songs i, I will say visually called. that segment is great though they have rudolph going through a cabinet yeah, of every but, evil character but, from but, disney but, history it's kind of great it's gone it's done the I like the that they tried. The showcase of dresses was better than the lyric. The, the dress was my Rudolph's dress with, with those like garland things or whatever. Yeah, great. Yeah, no, no. I think we got we got to say the costumes, the aesthetics great. of this film are top notch. Yeah, they are great. This is a very beautiful film to look at. It's very wondrous. It does pull you into that Disney magical spell that you wanted to. It really does. Well, now that we got this review all dressed up and headed off to the ball, <laughs> let's let's go into our final thoughts. It's eh? oh good. God. Yeah, that works. Bradley. Sure, good job. We gotta finish this review before the clock strikes twelve. Uh, it's gonna turn into a pumpkin or, later, uh, Ben. Or a pumpkin now. Or eleven p.m. because it's yeah. Sunday night. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben, your your final thoughts, good sir. It sounded like I probably like this more than everyone else. I don't it's definitely flawed. It's definitely too long and drags. Like there's a whole segment where they try to show Patrick Dempsey yeah. doing something. And it's a whole segment of him failing too. They don't even give him something good when it's like 
what has this character done to deserve this? He's out here saying, I'm going to commute from the suburbs to support my family. And they're like, now let's just have him oh, fail. Trains like, are bad. A few times over. Yeah. Like, trains, is bad. trains are the worst. But you know what's I'd worse fucking, than trains? Dragons. I'd, I'd read on a train. I don't give a shit. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, again, it's, it's, that's one of those things where it's like, look, I don't know if it's better to completely waste Patrick Dempsey and not even put that scene in, but it wasn't needed. Like, I'll say the point was, there's a note here that something I didn't even realize about the first movie is his the assistant in his law firm in the first movie is played by yes, Jodie Benson, who is the voice of Ariel. And she actually filmed the scene for this movie that didn't get put in. Put that in. Put that in this movie where she could actually be singing instead of having Patrick Dempsey fail to fight a dragon. That's what this movie needs is just completely continue to shill to us with every Disney reference and Broadway star that she can put on here. And that's what this movie kind of fails at is it doesn't seem to know what it wants to shill with besides great costume design, which God love them. It's fantastic. And I love the sets when they change to like the proper castle that they live in and the tower and all that. It's like, this is all fun. This is the stuff that I hoped from this movie when I saw the trailer and said, oh, they're finally making a sequel after a decade plus. Good for them. But it's not consistent. Honestly, like the stuff with the magic wand when it gets the hand of Maya Rudolph and all the stuff that ends up off screen, supposedly with Alan Tudyk scrolling, all of this stuff, it just feels like they throw stuff at the wall. And honestly, the other biggest problem with this movie is they make the joke there can't be two villains in a fairy tale. That's the problem. There's two goddamn villains in this movie and it doesn't, (laughs) it's just gets convoluted on top of wasting time with Dempsey. But this is a fun movie. This is a good time. You'll not regret it. I'm going to give it Seven out of ten transforming chipmunks. Very good. Uh, Frank. Yeah, final thoughts, yeah. No, I yeah. mean, I was, God. I was in my 20s when the first one came out, and I'm about to be 41 in two months. All right, Bradley. Huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> no, you just whimpered. <laughs> I, I whimpered because <laughs> for good fucking reason. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I thought this was sequel was um I think it was trying too hard. The reputation, the expectations, the fandom, uh, it's so overpowering. It's so um, it's 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 so powerful. Um, it can't it it cannot help but influence and almost taint um what 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 the what the follow up will be. I think that was that was the case here. I think everybody involved was so aware of how beloved Enchanted was, and rightfully so. It, Enchanted was such a surprise. It totally turned the fairy tale on its head. And the fact that Disney, you know, greenlit that, um, that was a marvel. That that, that was so miraculous. Um, and is that a pun? Disney, Marvel? Uh, that was not. <laughs> marvel was actually a term before... Um, okay, sorry, sorry. Go on. Before Bradley's, before Bradley's sure? series, film series took it over. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's a, it's a little disappointing. I will say it's a little disappointing. I mean, and and I don't want to. I, I I I'm I'm really trying not to trash on this movie because of the strength of the first one, and and how genuinely good-hearted and um, free-spirited it was. Um, this just doesn't live up to that, and you know what? They don't always. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to make a solid follow up. Um, and 
you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> you just got to watch the original. So I'm going to go ahead and give this uh, uh, six out of seven um, Patrick Dempsey's because the older he gets, the more attractive he gets. And um, that man is, is going to be hot on his deathbed. Like, he will <laughs> always, he is yeah, a, yeah. He's a stud through and through. And, like, hey. The McSteamy still rises. I love how the review, this whole recording has been Frank talking about pieces of meat. (laughs) We love our pieces pieces of meat. meat. Did you say six out of seven or you meant six out of ten? Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Six out of ten. Just just for bureaucracy and semantics sakes. Uh, Harmony. Yes, sirs. All right. So I... I watched, like I said, I watched the first movie and then I watched the second movie like right after. And so the the stark differences were very apparent to me. Um, I found it actually kind of boring. It was very pretty to look at, like everybody else is saying. It's very pretty to look at. Great sets, great costumes, great lighting, everything. But the story was not good. It wasn't... It wasn't that heartwarming adventure that we had with the first film. And it was just, I found myself like going just kind of as they went from song to song to song, just being absolutely bored on my mind with this. Um, And that's a shame because I love Amy Adams. I love Maya Rudolph. I love like everybody who's in the film is great. Love Adam Shankman as a director, as a director, and it's just for this to fall so flat is almost like offensive. <laughs> it's like I like I feel like this was this was just hard to watch all the way through. I remember like once I was like like an hour, ten hour, fifteen minutes through, looking at how much time was left and being like, oh my god, <laughs> I'm gonna give this six out of ten. Amazing low plunging dresses hey there were a few of those there were a few of those yeah Yeah. beautiful wardrobe no complaints yeah Yeah. exactly so yeah the the first one has music we all still remember Mm -hmm. that's how you know that she loves you you. and i've been dreaming of true love's first kiss as he gets hit by so close it's amazing so close to reaching yeah. that and I used to watch that with my ending. oldest daughter, who was my youngest daughter at the time, all the time. And for my oldest daughter, as soon as um, Edward, played by James Marsden, was all like, I got to peace out and never come back to this film. I'm not coming back. He like wanted to make sure we all knew. My oldest daughter kind of looked at me and was like, can I go? And I'm like, ugh, movie, Why? <laughs> You know, the first one was huge for Amy Adams and especially for James Marsden, you know, that kind of put both of them on the pop culture map. You know, that big one where, you know, you're recognized not for the art, but for being a star. He was also in Hairspray. (laughs) And for me, the reason why this totally falls apart, like in a grand, horrible, terrible way This stupid, annoying as hell little chipmunk is like, but what happens after happily ever after? Well, I'll tell you. He doesn't tell us anything. He tells shit. He's just, (laughs) he's full of shit. He's he's garbage. True love is expressed between these two characters. A profound kind of love that actually had me like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. 
<laughs> then goes on to be like, but is that love real? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that was very authentic. I, I'm on board. That was beautiful. And the film goes, oh, shit. Well, pretend it wasn't because everyone's going to be in doubt about it for two hours. And I'm like, oh. but their love, their love was. And I'm rubbing my temples, Frank. I'm like, why? Why would you make a movie about that after showing that because kind teenagers of teenagers ruin everything. She badly. was like the perfect teenager. Anyone who has a teenager like her, you're doing, you're doing great. Fine. Like, yeah. She's, not yeah, she's awesome. Like, she's and she ha- she was forced to move. She's going to be moody, you know? Yeah, her her being forced to move and her bad attitude is rolling her eyes a little bit. That's, that's amazing. That's that is a miracle teenager. <laughs> she doesn't even say I hate you to anyone. I really think that this, that, that like, I think that their love story is fine. Like, they're intact. It's trash. It's already ended within five minutes of the movie. No, no they're fine. They're it's fine. over, dude. No, they're, 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 they're Still got the spark, like they're okay. They still got each other's back, and they probably like fuck like yeah. rabbits. But you know, and <laughs> Sophia. Uh, do you see how fast they popped out a kid? <laughs> Jesus, yeah. Was that fast? No, it was fifteen years. Um, supposedly well, in the timeline. Of the in, in, in the timeline of this movie, I'd have had like six kids with my wife. Yes, Bradley, you, you did. did. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Well, years. let's count it. Let's see. Let's count them up. You're eight or nine now. Yeah, it would it would have been six. <laughs> wow. <laughs> if this movie focused on the first fifteen minutes and the last fifteen minutes, and then actually went into, but what does happen after happily ever after? Really, actually told that story, I'd have loved it. Instead, it's like you got two hours of shit to waste, right? Like you don't care about your life. Watch this, and <laughs> don't care about your life. It made oh me mad because. I love the character of Giselle. Giselle is an amazing character. Someone that plays fairy tale princess with such an earnest, genuine, conviction. you know, attitude. Conviction. Yeah, conviction. Yes, yeah. beautiful character. So I just felt this was all just a big waste of time. I'm giving it five out of ten. Stupid ass. Leave me out of your dumb story, squirrel. Get out of here. Where, where's the exterminator or whatever yeah. chipmunk? Chip- I don't care. I hated that thing. Pip. Pip. Pip was great in the first movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, Pip it was, was great wait, in the first wait, one. When James Marsden sees him, he's like, Pip. Yeah. Pip. <laughs> Pip. Yeah. 